Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 72 of Calling in the Power Ring. I'm your co-host Matt Turner. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner for the Team Blue and Gold, the one and only Captain Crunch himself, Andy Header. <laughs> uh, Captain Crunch does have a, a tagline, like, it's great, does he? <laughs> I think he does. No, no. You know, we used to, when I, when years ago I was staying over at my buddy's house for a couple days just trying to get some things straightened out, uh, we'll get into it. But I was, uh, we would, whenever one of us would come home, it was me, the two guys, the two Jeffs, and Jeff and Jeff, when one of them would come home, like, hey, Captain Crunch, hey, uh, Tony the Tiger, <laughs> so I just, I just thinking about that, because you're the captain of the Kryptonite. Crunch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> How about that? But anyway, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, and uh, like I told you, I will tell people here, our shirts just came in, but I have to go to the post office to get them, so I still don't know what they look like, but we'll have them for the show tomorrow. I'll be back, Rickers, and Mayfield, PA, for the big tight town tournament. Yes, and you also have a busy week as well. Obviously, we fully plan on winning the tournament this week. We've got to wrestle three times. Next week, we have the dream tag match at RCW with South Philly's Finest that I know people want to see. But you messaged me the other day saying, hey, I just got booked last minute for Friday as you're going to be wrestling in a pay, uh, pretty famous club over here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Club Reaper in Reading. I've seen uh, Fear Factory there and Children of Bodom. I think maybe I was there for their concert, but uh, ACW, Atomic Championship Wrestling, r- runs there, and they also run in... Uh, Oh jeez, what's that? Smokestown, Adamstown, like down by Lebanon. They run so it's like they, like two months they'll do one show and then they'll do one at Reverb and then back to the other one. So it's pretty cool. It's a, a cool little nightclub venue. Well, more of a concert venue hall. A lot, a lot of bands have played there. So kind of excited to do that. And I'll be taking on Facade, who you know I've seen him. He's pretty good. So it should be a good match. Looking forward to it. And I, I haven't been at ACW and jeez, I came back once. Like when I first started, I was there for like a couple years. And then I came back for like one show, and then I don't think I've been there for like three or four years. So it'll be pretty kind of cool. I wrestled there once, I gotta say it was maybe 10, 12 years ago. I wrestled a guy named Fred Flash, who was, I okay. the match being, I remember the match being really good, but I remember this is like when I wasn't like in the best shape, when I was working 60, 70 hours a week, and I was getting to the gym maybe once, maybe twice a week. And I just remember uh, in parentheses, they said, you, bet, you guys better impress me with wrestling. Yeah. And I was just like, everyone was just laughing, and then when, uh, when the match was over, they're like, I think they impressed wrestling. Yeah. I don't remember who won. Well, I don't remember anything. I just remember that. Trying the things that you remember, and then um, I think that might have been it. Maybe I came back one or two, two more times after, but I'm not sure. But I remember being in the Fire Hall in Stevenson. Yeah, Steven, Stevens, PA. Yes, that's the place. Yeah. They had they had a small one. At first they were in a real small one, and then they moved to a bigger one, which they still run out of, and they've been there for years. And then they started running in uh, Reverb too, which is pretty cool. That they have wrestling at Reverb. I mean, they get a lot of national bands there. I mean, it's not it's not a huge club. Think Crocodile Rock and Allentown when that was open, kind of about the same size. So it should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. I used to wrestle the Staircase Lounge in Pittston. Really? Sh- wow. Shakara, yeah. Well, now is that, is that building still there? That got torn down. I know the, the staircase is closed, but what, what's there now? Now, I have not been down that way probably since I moved to where I'm at now, so I haven't been there maybe around there eight or nine years, but I remember being like a medical facility. Oh, wow. But again, it's been it's been close to ten years since I've been down that way, yeah. so... I remember uh, my friends wanted to go see some band there. I, I totally forget what band. And I, we were going to go, but then for some reason we didn't. And we're like, oh, it's not that far. It's by Scranton. I do remember the uh, the zoo. I remember that. <laughs> I seen Charles Fall yeah. there. <laughs> Really? Yeah. No, obviously, I wrestled there a whole bunch because our buddy Joey owned that place. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I was like, that was right before I started wrestling. So I seen Charles fall, and I believe it was Himza, Asley dying, I think, and there was like one other band. Remembering Never, which I didn't care for them. It might have been even an opening band, but it was pretty cool. I liked it. I was only there once. I might, 
Yeah, they only had the building for a little bit, and then I think it was a zoning law or something. But I, I, I may have even wrestled Orange Cassidy in that building. I know he was uh, he was obviously under a different gimmick at that time, but I do remember him being a mainstay there. Oh, nice. So, now, how far of a trip is that for you? Uh, Pittston was... Redding. I'm sorry. To oh, to Redding? To Redding's about an hour, maybe a little less. It's uh, kind of more towards Temple, which is more north of Redding, I guess you could say. But still, it's like... You just cross the border into Reading, so it's, it's not too bad. It's about an hour. So that ain't, that ain't bad at all. Not too bad. Well, Eddie, we have a lot of stuff to go over. Obviously, we have the two new segments as you review NWA Power, I review Impact, we have the AEW vs. NXT segment. I want to talk about a little bit of Bound for Glory, but I want to talk about probably the biggest thing that happened in the wrestling slash comic book world, which is pretty much what we covered over the past week. There was a certain trailer that came out on Monday Night Football. I'm assuming that you didn't watch Monday Night Football, but I'm yeah, probably no. uh, also assuming that you didn't see the trailer. I didn't see the trailer because I'm just going to watch the movie. Because uh, okay. it's one of the movies where I know, I mean, you can tell me what happens, but I mean, I always hate when you go see a movie and then uh, you get to that scene that you've seen a hundred times in the trailer and it's like, it's still cool, but it's like, yeah, you know. So I'm like, you know what? It's Star Wars. I want to see it because I want to find out what happens. I like Star Wars. So I'm going to like the movie. I don't have to see the trailer. I will say this. This was pretty much like the last trailer at Endgame, but not that there was, I mean, I don't think there was only one or two, where it, did, it really didn't show too, too much, okay. but yet it showed everything. Like, really, there was, I think the first trailer was the best, the second trailer was the second best, and this one was, this one was the least, I mean, a lot of people were like, all right, they're done after one or two trailers. Obviously, I, I want to see, it's not like they're going to give away the ending in the trailer before, for all like, yeah. $1.8 billion they're going to make, but... I'll tell you the one thing in the trailer that really, the two things in the trailer that really stuck out is C-3PO is standing there and he's looking at like your all the all the all the faces, all the baby faces, you know, Poe, R2, Ray, Finn, and Poe goes, C-3PO, what's wrong, buddy? And he goes, try to say this without crying. He goes, I'm looking at my friends one last time before I have to say goodbye. Oh, I was like, what? oh my god. But, uh, like, why would a robot die? Uh, <laughs> He's just replaced think, the parts. Yeah. I think they're mind-wiping him. I think they're, I think, because I went back and watched it again, it looked like there was some sort of hose stuck to his head. Okay. And I think that, I think, like, maybe they were going to give him up to the, uh, not the Empire, they're the First Order now. Not the New World Order, but yeah. the First Order. And I think they might, were like, we're going to, but before we give him, we sacrifice him to the First Order, let's take away everything that he knows, you know, from, oh. obviously, because he's been, him and Archer, where they were in every single movie, so obviously they they know the most information. So yeah, I, I can see that. Maybe he comes back at the end, though. Who knows? <laughs> the big baby. Yeah, well, you know they can do anything with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like it's it's a robot. So I mean, you could always oh he they backed up his consciousness in this server and blah 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 blah. So so the other thing I did not pick up on until I listened slash watched Kevin Smith's review to the trailer, which I absolutely love. I love Kevin Smith just because he's so positive when it comes to anything. He, he loves. He loves all this stuff. He loves Star Wars. So I, just, I wanted to watch his reaction. And I, I watched it three times, and I didn't realize this until he said it. It's, you think about it, this is the final trailer for the final Star Wars, or the, you know, at least the, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. So but the, the last thing you hear is Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher's voice, saying, the Force will be with you always. And then it, and then it cuts out. Oh. I was like, oh my god, what a perfect way to end that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know they, they're going to have her in it somewhat, if it's a voice or just... They showed her. Pitch. They yeah. showed her talking Ray. So, yeah, why, why, not, why not, you know? Um, so. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, what, 
is it December is it right around Christmas or is it early December? I forget. December twentieth, which I think okay. if I don't have to take any, now I save a certain amount of days. I always make sure I take a whole bunch of days off for Christmas because, as you know, and everybody knows, I'm a huge mark for Christmas. So if I don't have to take any, and I, I try to save one or two days, getting towards the middle of December, just in case Lily gets sick or I get sick mm-hmm. or if there's like certain weather. But if I don't have to use any more days, that might be my last day of work for the rest of the year. So oh, what a way wow. to go to yeah. go watch the, you know, the final Star Wars movie. How about that? And then did you buy tickets already? Because I know there's that pre-order ticket stuff. I did not, just because I'm not sure like what yeah, time yeah. I'd be going. But they're saying that these tickets have smashed the Endgame pre-sell wow. ticket numbers. Now, now, I had a good conversation with the people at the comic shop. I'll shout out, as always, to my boys over at the Encounter Comic Shop in Boulevard, Allentown, Pennsylvania. And... I asked him, I said, you think this, you know, obviously the pre-number would be Endgame, but you think this is going to overall be Endgame? And kind of the conversation we had is, no, it's not going to be two reasons. Number one, Star Wars is not nowhere near as big as the comic book movies in China. China is a huge market. Oh, okay. So if you look like where we're, they thought Last Jedi was going to make a certain amount of money, it fell short because like in the China market, it's in like 35% of what they thought it was something like that mm. and two what's the I mean for the people to go back and see this again you know for a second I mean maybe they'll go see it a second time but like a third or a fourth like a lot of people did for Endgame it has to be an absolute home run smash hit yeah one of the reasons why Endgame was able to topple Avatar for number one is people went inside a fourth time a fifth time a sixth time a seventh time yeah, that's crazy it's like yeah yeah so it's just like what's the replay value going to be on this so I may go see it twice just because I mean I that's what I usually do with these major blockbuster movies, but I know a lot of people that go see Star Wars and they, they they'll see it a couple times. Usually I only go see a movie once, maybe twice if like my friends want to go, and then I, I go like with a different friends or whatever. But usually I only see one once. But anything more than twice is kind of like oh, all right, this is too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be it's it, it just it's crazy all this all the, the crazy media media stuff that ends this year. Game of Thrones, that which I don't watch, but obviously it's a big deal. Yeah. I, I obviously went out with a whimper, but still, we got to give her props. Fox, uh, MC, our X-Men universe went out this year. The uh, Avengers saga was out this year, and then you have Star Wars. It's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, we'll have another Star Wars, but I mean, not this, uh, whatever they want to call it. Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah. So, it'll be about somebody else. But, you know, we'll always have Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of movies, I saw The Joker last weekend. Oh, really? Well, what do you, you, you think about it? Because I, I still didn't see it. I, I live far from a movie theater, so usually I don't see movies until unless my friends go or they come out in Blu-ray. I absolutely, 100% loved it. If I'm going to be nitpicky, it was maybe about 10 or 12 minutes too long. It was like two hours, two minutes, something okay. like that. So there was some couple things I think that they maybe they probably could have cut out, but I thought walking beats was great. And I know a lot of people were saying, oh, it's not, can't see, because it has nothing to do with a Batman or anything. I'm like, yeah, completely wrong. Really? Completely, yeah. By no means does Batman show up, but there's a lot of talk with the Wayne family. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure the people that don't don't know, you know, or, or a lot of people that might have assumed it was connected to the Christopher Nolan Batman films for some reason, because that's how people are. Like, there's a lot of people when Batman Begins came out, they thought it was uh, a part of the other Batman films. It's like, no, it's not. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like 12 years later, no. And it was only supposed to be a one-off, but the, as of the box office, as of this morning, it's $900 million, and they're like, yep, wow. we're going to make your walking dreams pretty much verbally agreed, and they're writing the script right now for uh, Joker 2. Wow, how about that? Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, then they, they have to invite some more DC characters, I would think, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it's very... It was nowhere near as dark as everybody made it out to be. There's a couple things that you're just like, wow, this is the origin we're going with. I don't know how squirrely you want me to get into it. But there's a couple of things that I even I was like I like sat my channel like wait wait we're doing this really wow and then wait you're doing this and then it's just like then because of the Joker's mind's all messed up and his mother's mind's messed up and then it's just like then you're trying to figure out what's real what's not and then you kind of just kind of piece everything together and you're just like that was fantastic oh, wow. I thoroughly enjoyed it again it's not if this movie would have came out like five or six years ago I would say it's must see but because what Marvel has done with their movies we're just like must see but they set the bar so high yeah it's almost like if like a four and a half star match happened at a new Japan show and just like eh I'll get to it when I get to it yeah. years ago it's like I need to see this match you yeah because all the other good matches yeah it's still good I mean I'll see it eventually probably when it comes out on Blu-ray I'll buy it <laughs> then I'll watch it but I mean it looks yeah. good so but I everyone that I talked to that did watch it they liked it loved it absolutely well you know i i posted something where it's like basically it's like a black label it's almost like a dc black label movie like where do you somebody asked me where do you rank joaquin phoenix on the joker scale yeah it's like you can't you really can't like i grew up with the caesar romero not that i was born in the 60s or 70s they would always do the reruns and i just remember him just scaring the crap out of me my great-grandfather was literally would dress up like caesar romero not as the joker but like when caesar romero they would show Cesar Romero like on the news or, or at a premiere of a movie. Like, yeah, I remember he had this powder blue suit. Like, the next <laughs> week, my great grandfather went out and got the powder blue suit. Whenever I go to visit my grandfather on the weekends, he always talked about, like, your, your great grandfather used to just model it the way he used to look after Cesar Romero. And it's funny because when I think of Cesar Romero, I'm like, Pop didn't ever do dressed up like the Joker. What are you talking about? <laughs> But I, obviously, Cesar Romero was great. Uh, Jack Nicholson was terrific. Heath Ledger was great. Joaquin's great in this. And Mark Hamill, obviously. Oh, yeah. The voice of the Joker is always really good. And, you know, even though it's like, you know, he's probably bottom of the barrel, I thought that um, Jared Little's Joker was okay. wasn't great. wasn't yeah, bad. But I, I, thought it was, I thought it was past. I didn't really care for it. I didn't care for the look or his, I don't know. I, I could it do without him. Different. So, didn't really care for that one. But, you know, yeah. what, what can you do? It wasn't like he was in the movie much anyway, so. Now, my last, last thing with Joker, did you, now there's a, I don't, did you see the gift with the with the Joker dancing with the, two shot my Yes, that's, 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 that's fantastic, where he's coming down the steps, <laughs> and he's, like, dancing, because it's yeah. a, obviously it's in the movie, and then they just layered Shawn Michaels music over it, and I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I will, I will spoil it. If anybody has seen and wants to talk spoilers, you guys know where to hit me up, so. Yeah, but, uh, uh, so that, that's yeah, bad. I'll eventually see it. I did get, um. I seen the Wonder Woman Bloodlines cartoon came out. I bought it, but I just didn't get time to watch it, and I, I probably won't until Sunday. But look, that looks pretty good. I watched the trailer for it, so that's on my must-watch list. And, and there's still a Batman Hush. I still haven't watched that cartoon. I bought that, and I haven't watched that yet either. I'm so far behind. I used to swear by those DC animated movies. I just oh, there's so many. The and they said the next one is so, Superman Red Sun. I'm like, wow, well, that should be pretty good. Man, yeah. I gotta get that. I really gotta get back on that train. I wish they would break away from Superman, Batman. It's like, let's go, okay, we'll do two Batmans, then we'll do a Superman. Then we'll do another Batman, then a Superman. Then, then we'll Wonder Woman. Then we'll do Justice League. It's like, you know, you got so many DC characters. Why not? I, I understand making money, but like, you know, you got you're more being, in the well to use. You know? You're beating it to death. Yeah. You're like, beating it to death. Like, here, so. Why not an Aquaman movie? There you go. Or, or, or a Flash movie. Like, I mean, there was Flashpoint, but that was still was like Justice League Flashpoint. You know, you got you got so many other. I mean, there was one Green Lantern movie. I mean, we have two Wonder Woman movies, and the Flash never got any. Aquaman never got a proper one. I mean, you could do uh, 
well, Teen Titans got their TV show, but there, there's so much more in the DC universe that they could use. And like, wh why didn't they make a Harley movie? They don't make money. You know, they need Blackest Night. You know yeah, that. yeah, they, yeah. That that'd be awesome. There's a bunch of other things they could do. Identity Crisis, you know. So, but then they would make it. It would be like Superman Identity Crisis. It's like, oh, come on. That's what they would Flashpoint. It was called Justice League Flashpoint yeah. Paradox or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. I mean, it was good, but like, yeah, they just they rely a little too heavily on Batman and Superman. Yeah, I would say maybe do a Green Arrow or Supergirl. Yeah, kind of, but then maybe change it up because well, they have the shows, you know. So yeah, yeah but I mean, who knows? Yeah. Speaking of the shows, Batwoman still terrific. Yeah, I haven't, really haven't seen a second yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah, basically now what they're doing is now she she has the cape and cowl. What happened is somebody it was uh, Tommy Elliot who uh, winds up becoming Hush. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, Tommy Ellis, he's in it, and he basically says that he's going to, he has all these people in his elevator, and he's, he basically records a message saying that if Batman doesn't show up by, like, at, like 20 minutes on some floating tower, he's going to blow the three elevators, and he's going to kill everybody that's in the elevators. So, obviously, you know, Batman's, it, the whole entire show, uh, the girl plays Kay Kane, is narrating, talking to Bruce. Okay. Like Bruce, I did this. Bruce, because you know Batman's been gone for three years, and now they think Batman's back. But now all of a sudden, it's like, well, what's this different look? So what? What she does is she goes into the Batcave with uh, Luke Fox, and they basically take one of Batman's suits, and that's when they spray paints the uh, the red Batman symbol on it. And she basically, you know, now now she has the suit, but it's basically almost it's like it's basically Batman. Yeah. It's like they, they're doing the cave, they're doing the bat signal, they're doing Gotham. She throws batarangs. It's just like, well, we can't have Batman, but we can have Batwoman. So it's like, okay, here we go. So I'm like, if it works for me, the girl that plays is great. All the characters are great. I'm really, really enjoying it. Oh, that's cool. How many episodes is it now? Like four? I think that's three. I okay. want to say that's three. I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong. I haven't watched it. I'm sure it's it's probably on the CW app, but uh, oh, just, yeah. there's just so much to yeah. watch. Maybe I might, might not wait till uh, Netflix. I heard uh, that, yeah. that rating is doing the ratings for Batwoman are good, but then Supergirl's down. But, I mean, Supergirl is in its, what, fourth season, so, you know, I guess people might have been, I don't know how the last one was, I would watch the first, I think I watched, I got to maybe halfway through the second season. I like it, but, you know, I understand you want to watch a new show, so, makes sense. Yeah, it's okay, obviously, the girl that plays uh, Supergirl, why am I, why, why is Yeah, Melissa I, something. Why am I, why am I, why am I blanking? Yeah. I literally watched it, I've watched, seen every episode of yeah. it. What's her? Jeez, what's her name? Anywho, anyway, she's excellent in it. So uh, Melissa Benoist. That's okay. right, Melissa Benoist. Yeah, she's she's excellent in it. The guy that plays John Jones is really good. Her, you know, her adopted sister is really good. But just like, you know, how much of that can you kind of do? Yeah. So, so and then when you're on happens. season four or five, whatever they're at right now. Five, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like ah, eh, maybe maybe time to wrap that one up. I don't. I don't. The crossovers are really good because it gives her something new to do. And like I said, she's she's terrific. She's one of the best characters on the DC, uh, on the DCCW. Like she's great. She's right up there with with uh, with Flash. She's right up there with Steve Amell who plays Arrow, you know, Grant Gustin plays I mean she's she's right up there. She's she's absolutely terrific. So when they do the when they do do the crossovers, it's something new for it's almost like a fresh uh, supergirl. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it when I used to watch it, but you know, it's been so long now. Yeah, Flash they're really ramping up. They're really ramping up saying, you know, he's trying to get the team together, saying there's no other way around this. Like, I need to die on December 11th, uh, 2019. Like, I need an order for me, in order to save billions, I have to die. So, like, him and Iris are basically coming that that's going to be his fate. As basically what happened, Christ and Infinite Earths, and he's getting Team Flash ready to 
basically take over Central City. It's like he's, he's training uh, Killer Frost to control her emotions. He's training, you know, Ralph how to be like a better, better detective because it, uh, Cisco doesn't have his powers anymore because he didn't, you know, basically gave him up to be to be normal. Oh, okay. And yeah, so and he basically this is his last season. Yeah, so they're just cut right in the Ghostface Killer Frost. But yeah, you get a lot of stuff with Barry and Iris. Barry and Iris is probably my favorite couple in all of comics. I'm probably right there with uh, with Peter and Mary Jane. So they do a really good job like hammering that home, and you can just see like whenever Barry talks about like I need to sacrifice myself in order to save the world on this day. You can see uh, the girl that plays uh, Candace Patton, who plays Iris. You can just see the app that absolutely crushes her. But she also knows that this is this is Barry's fate. This is what Barry needs to do. But my prediction is because Flash is going to be going on for a couple more seasons, and this is Arrow's last season. Is that Stephen? They're going to do something where they go to a different Earth or something where Steve Amell, oh yeah, Steve Amell, Green Arrow, Ollie Queen is going to get Flash powers, and then he is going oh, to sacrifice, sacrifice yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah, because he's done, so why not kill him off? I can see that. Yeah, they're basically saying it kind of has to be a speedster, it has to be Flash, so I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to sacrifice himself because I think they signed on two more seasons for Flash. Okay. And why not? That show's great. So, though, they're like, so Ollie's going to sacrifice himself. Like, what if they do something where Ollie becomes a speedster just yeah, for like a, a little bit? Well, didn't they have that one crossover where they, they were, uh, the roles are reversed? And Barry was, powers, like, yeah. yeah, that was kind of funny. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that. In multiverse, you can just easily do that. Or maybe it's just the sacrifice in general and say it's Green Arrow then. But, we'll see. Yeah. I'll be watching. But that's something that I think probably even you should watch. I can, I can probably, just on this podcast alone, I can probably get you up to date on everything that's going on because if it's anywhere near as good as uh, Christ on, on uh, Earth X, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be a slam dunk. It's basically going to be their uh, Infinity War Endgame. Oh, wow. That's cool, and then everyone likes the shows. I mean, everyone says the shows are better than the movies, and they kind of are. So, yeah, it's great. So, and, uh, I seen. I, you probably didn't see this. Did you see the trailer for the Valiant comic Bloodshot with Vin Diesel? I did not. See yeah, it's pretty good. So, Bloodshot is kind of like if they put Punisher and Wolverine together. He's like a healing factor, and you know his, his wife died, so he's like after people. But the, the trailer looks pretty good, and they're how they show like that the, the healing factor is like he gets shot in the face and like part of his face like rips off but then like immediately heals so it looks pretty cool I, that's probably not one i'll see in the theater i'll wait till uh blu-ray but it looks it looks cool and uh it's supposed to be the start of the valiant movie universe which i'm not don't really expect too much out of because uh, valiant heroes aren't really the biggest so who knows hey wish him luck though but it looks pretty it's good blush- is bloodshot like their spider-man like their batman i don't i don't know if it, Probably, probably is that's the most popular. Then they have that Exo Man of War, Ninjack. I'm trying to think of the, that. Um, what's the one they always talk about? Long, long Walk Heroes. Uh, Woody Quantum and Woody. Quantum Woody. Yeah. So there's a couple, but I don't know. The Valiant Comics never seem to get past a certain level. You know, they're like they're like any people that never get signed. Like they get so far, and then they, that's as far as they get. Huh. I never looked at it like that. Yeah. So. But hey, the movie looks pretty good, and I wish them all the best. Absolutely. Let everybody in and hopefully it moves the, the comic medium forward. Yeah. Know, just like how, we always, how we're always fucking every single wrestling uh, show and every single wrestling promotion. Hey, let's move, move it forward. I saw Bully Ray put something out. Uh, say what you want about Bully Ray. I thought this was a brilliant tweet. Uh, and we're, we'll, I mean, we may as well segue into the Wednesday Night Wars, but AEW and NXT were both, they've been fantastic every week. This was another grand slam for both shows. And Bully's tweet was, if you're, if you're a wrestling fan and you bitched about either show, AEW or NXT, you are now part of the problem. Yeah, How yeah. can you bitch about either one of those shows? Yeah, really. I mean, 
I don't know what you would do. Oh, they didn't do this or that, but like I, I think some fans are maybe they want too much. Every show is not gonna be uh, a WrestleMania. You know, you gotta get that out of your head. And not every show is gonna have five star matches. They might have real good matches, but you know, you gotta save something for the pay-per-view. So they're almost like Star Wars fans. But yeah. Never sad. Yeah, they're never happy. Yeah. Like those Star Wars fans complain about they had to wait in uh, 30 minutes to buy the tickets online. It's like, well, you're probably sitting down at your house on your computer. Shut up. You know, and, and no one you didn't have to buy tickets. You could still go see. It's not a Comic Con where that's your only way in. You could still go maybe the next day and not wait at all. So I was like, shut up. What do you, yeah, what do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, you know, what do you think was gonna happen? But it's it's so funny because like, I'm like I'm not gonna see this shit. It's halftime. It's halftime of a Monday night football game. Monday, I, I don't know what it was, partner. I just I don't know if I've been burning the candle at both ends or redlining the engine. But I was I got halfway through my workday and I was just so tired. Came home, I think I took like a ninety minute nap. Wow. I ate something real quick and I was like I'm not. And everybody's texting me. Trailer is gonna be coming up soon. A couple minutes for the trailer coming. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this trailer because everybody's going to be texting me. Everybody's going to be tweeting. They're going to ask me what, you know, what I thought of, which I got no problem doing. But, you know, it's a little bit after nine. I got to get up at quarter to four to get my workout in. So I'm not going to watch it. So sure enough, I'm coming out of the bathroom. I'm literally two feet away from my bedroom door. And all of a sudden, you know, it's out. It's out. It's like, all right, I'll watch it. And now nobody, uh, you know, nobody texts me or anything to ask me, but it was that C3PO scene. That I told you about a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was practically crying when I was in bed. Like, it took me a little bit to yeah. get comfortable where I could sleep. Oh, I'm boy. Like, Damn you, Vic. Damn hey. <laughs> That's right funny. In the fields. Right in the fields, man. Like, I love it. But anyway, the, the ones that I showed, I only watched part of NXT because I watched AEW live and I watched NXT laughter. And uh, I, I see the main event. I seen up to, when it started, it was like that girls' tag match. And the winner got a. The title shot against Kyrie and Oscar, sure. And I think I might have seen some uh, Jack Alger versus the Mexican Angel Garza. Was it? Yes. 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 I, I seen the end of that. That, that. that seemed pretty good. He did the uh, springboard moonsault, which I'm like, that's kind of cool, but I don't know about that for a finisher, especially nowadays with everyone doing all the other crazy stuff. Maybe if they get it over. But that, the main event of NXT was very good. And then they had the, the angle afterwards. I will say this. I think the AEW show was slightly better, but the best match and the best segment was that last 20, 25 minutes of NXT, hands down. Yeah. The treeway with Keith Lee, Dijak, and Roddy. You knew it was going to be good. You knew it was no, not good. You knew it was going to be great. It delivered. It was probably my expectations were high. It met my expectations, maybe even superseded. The only problem with that angle at the end was I didn't see NXT until I think I finished it up this morning. But of course, as soon as it happened, you know, 10 oh, yeah, everybody's the, like, the videos oh, out. the spoilers are all over. The yeah. spoilers were all over, so. Which is cool. I, I, I'm kind of glad that Finn did not join Undisputed Era because I don't want him. I, I want him by himself. Don't put him in there, and then just, it just loads up the room too much. It's like, well, then now who's going to be him? Nobody. So. Well, let me ask you this. If he did that, do you think that he's. They're going to bring the, the Bullet Club, well, the club. Do you think that they're going to be jumping to shows? I don't think so. Just because they think AJ is maybe a little too big for NXT, I, 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 that's what I would think. But you never, you never know. I would say that for like like two or three shows just to see if they can get one up on the Wednesday Night War. Just like okay, let's just try I to mean, win one or two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I didn't think about it that way. They could do that, and then and then it's if it's Finn and he has his three mystery partners versus uh, Undisputed Era. That's AJ and the Good Brothers. I can see that, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. But you never know because they do want to. They do want to win because NXT's always been trailing behind AEW so far. I mean, not by much. It's not like, oh, they're getting killed. 
but usually uh, AEW's getting a million some, and NXT is like seven hundred thousand, so they're not too far behind ratings wise. Yeah, AEW dropped below a million, and NXT dropped just a little bit. Because AEW dropped like fifty-four thousand people, AEW was something around thirty. Oh, okay. So, and then that girls tag match. Did you notice Tegan Knox's gear by chance? Yes. Yeah. Very similar to uh, probably what we'll be getting. <laughs> yeah, about, Captain Marvel. I mean, it's, she has it, she has it blue and yeah, just blue and yellow. She didn't opt for any red in hers. So I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. But uh, that match was it was it was all right. You can still tell that uh, Jessamine. Like four or five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Jessamine and Marina are still still kind of green. And that Jessamine, they need to bulk her up or something because she looks so skinny. <laughs> Omega. But that, that match on the dark was really good, and this one I thought was really good too. 
Especially yeah, and they, they didn't use any hardcore stuff or anything. I mean, um, that's so annoying. I can't turn it off. Um, what was I gonna say now? Uh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was nothing. I mean, Janelle did that crazy uh, flip bump off the top, but other than that, there was nothing. Like there was no tables and chairs or anything crazy, like staple guns or anything. Oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I did like that. And then, um, what was the uh, the main event? I mean, it ended in the uh, time limit finish between Moxley and Pac, but it was a pretty good match. Now I don't know. I would assume they're going with a triple threat for the world title because the winner got a a title shot, right? Really? Well, they just announced two more matches for what's the name of the pay Fully Loaded. Full Gear. Full Gear. Terrible name for yeah, yeah, that's but actually, anyhow, yeah. Then obviously you have Jericho Cody on top. You have Young Bucks and LAX, which that'll be that'll be terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced uh, Pac and Hangman, and then uh, Kenny and Moxley. Yeah, so they're probably throw like a, I would assume a women's match in there, maybe two women's matches. So, and it should be a good show. Yeah, I'm assuming what's going to happen is the Lucha Brothers are going to win the tag titles, and then the SEU is going to get a rematch, but it's going to be Daniels and Kazarian, because Daniels was supposed to be the part member. They cut the promo, I think, on the first or second show, where it's like, no, they're going to let the two vets do it, and Daniels got hurt by Package Pile Driver. So this way, it'd be like, Lucha Brothers win the belts, and then Daniels comes out afterwards or the week after, saying, well, yeah, you guys won the belts, and you it, was, it was supposed to be me in there, and you you injured me, so that's I think that was that's pretty smart. It's kind of like a ready-made rematch right in there. So yeah. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. I think Lucha Brothers win, and then Daniels comes out, and then he challenges him at the for a rematch of the pay-per-view. But, but it's going to be Daniels. Yeah, I, I can see that happening too. I definitely think Lucha Brothers win when it's belts, and then they do that. But but at AEW, yeah, that show I thought the show overall was was very good. The Britt Baker match was probably the low point. It was it was okay. She wrestled the girl from Stardom. Uh, what was her name? Kate? Something. I forget. But her initials were like the same as uh, Jimmy Havoc. Jamie Hader was her name. And, and like her, yes. they showed her entrance video and it was skulls and stuff and just said like JH at first. I'm like, oh, I guess we're getting a Jimmy Havoc match. And then she came out and was like, oh, that's not Jimmy Havoc. So she's, she looked pretty good. I mean, I've never seen her before. I know she tags uh, with B Priestley in stardom, but the match wasn't. You can still tell Britt is not really polished yet. I mean, she's good. She looks great, but she's, she's not. Over. Yeah, and it shows you crazy over. And how about that? They had a, a babyface win in their hometown. <laughs> Something WWE I, doesn't like to do. I just think they had a nice video. Well, they I grew up uh, with all Steeler fans, right? My brother, my uncle, my dad, my grandfather, and then everybody on Amber's side, they're all Steeler fans too. So I'm very aware of the yellow towel, the terrible towel. So when I'm watching the match, I'm like, well, they got a lot of terrible towels out here, but it looks different. It literally looks like way different, but it's a lot out here. And then they're doing the thing with Rip Baker, and I know you're not a sports fan, but the Steeler album uh, that's on the helmet was basically on her jacket, but instead yeah. of three stars, it was three feet. Yeah, oh, that, okay. that, that's pretty that, cool. That, yeah, that's cool. So they did the package, and I'm watching this match, and I think it was uh, the, all the matches was basically kind of a showcase for Britt Baker, which yeah. was fine. She was over. They had the, the terrible towels, which was the Britt towels, whatever. In Britsburg. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, boy, this is WWE. One or two things would have happened. Either, either they would have beat her, or as soon as she won, they'd have some heel come down and, like, basically layer out yeah. and they did none of that I'm like brilliant brilliant yeah. it, it, it's not hard you know and then the people are like oh Britt we gotta you know so next time AEW's back in Pittsburgh oh we gotta see Britt Baker again she's gotta win she's gotta beat someone up and that's all the people want you know yeah it's, it's a, a rematch it, with yeah. the title in Pittsburgh yeah uh, the WWE have her lose the title in Pittsburgh and then and then get beat up and never get her heat back <laughs> yep but yeah so that I mean it was a good segment even though Britt's not quite you know 
up where would, uh, Charlotte would be, but that's okay. She'll get there. But all that in all, yeah, another, yeah. Di- another dynamite pun intended. Yes. Uh, Wednesday shows, excellent. Yeah, the excellent. only thing I could ask for more on AEW is maybe some more promos because there's, there's other than Jericho Cody one that was it. Like even if they had one like when people were coming out, just a quick uh, like eighties WWF where they pop up and do the quick twenty second promo, oh. something like that. Just to get you to know some of the characters. Like, if they would have had that for that Jamie Hayter, you'd be like, oh, okay. Because when she comes out, I'm like, oh, she's a gothic chick. I, they say she's with B. Priestley. But if you're just watching AEW now, and you never watched any of these people before, you're like, well, I don't really know much about B. Priestley. She was on one show, so I guess it's her friend. You know, just to kind of introduce the characters a little bit better. Yep. Wednesday Night Wars continue. But I, you got a good point there, Barton. I didn't even think about that, so. Who would ever thought that you'd be asking for more promos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's one good thing. The AEW, it started off like it was like 801 in the bells ringing for the first match. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. I thought, like, I missed something. I'm like, wait, did I, re- did I not rewind this far enough? There's no entrances. I'm like, all right. No, they they were already in the ring and ready to go. It's like the AEW came out. It's like, oh, and this next match is for the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament. It's like, oh, here we go. So I, I, I love that because anymore, I, I, can't, I can't take a 15 minute, 20 minute promo at the beginning. I, I just. Raw and SmackDown are so hard to watch, especially now since there's so much other wrestling to watch and good wrestling. Man, I can't, I can't take much Raw or SmackDown. I just, I go back and watch what I heard is good and that. Fast forward, or <laughs> I don't I watch see, it at all. I, I do want to talk about the opening segment of Rock. I did see before I ended on that. Obviously, the big angle. I want to talk about a couple things on that big angle at the end. Obviously, Roddy gets the win. Uh, Keith Lee hits the spear bump off the top rope. Dijak takes the bump out. Roddy Strong is basically a sliding uh, sick kick. Gets the win. They beat down Keith Lee. Champa comes out. Gargano comes out. Balor comes out. I would have never seen this coming. This would be spoiled for me uh, on the internet. So what I thought was so cool with Balor's turn, he looks like he's taking off his jacket. He gives yeah. to go back and watch. He doesn't even get his jacket. His jacket is literally around his arms. He does the, the, like the pay leg. Yeah, which was I mean, that's like, so oh. cool because like, he didn't even take it off. It's like literally around his arm. He hits the kick. So now that sets up. Obviously, it looks like they're going to go with Balor and Gargano, which is great. However, what I was even thinking is, even to me, what I would even want to see more, somewhere down the line, they're going to do DIY versus Red Dragon. Oh, yeah. That should be pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, but now the only thing is, who are they going to be the other two people that's going to stand up to the Undisputed Air? Yeah. It's going to be Lee Dijak, it's going to be Riddle, Velveteen, well, Velveteen Dreamweek comes back. That's yeah. I would say Velveteen Evan comes back right now. Keith Lee and I guess Matt Riddle. I it, yeah. unless they build somebody else up, right? Bring someone in, like let's say they brought in Claudio Cesaro. I I, I don't know because then now you got Finn versus uh, Johnny Gargano, but then Finn versus also uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or you do a tag match and Finn and somebody versus them too. I don't understand why they turned him heel. Obviously, there is a end game that uh, not an Avengers end game. There's an end game that they have planned because when they were doing the standoff with. Uh, Champa and the Undisputed before Gargano came out, everybody was chanting, we want Balor. And then when Balor came out, that place erupted. And they turned heel, and they were legit like, wait, what? But they did a, uh, before when the show started, they had Mar- they were they came with Amaro Vanello, and he said, Balor said, in order for me to go to my future, I gotta go to my past. Like, I, well, I don't know what that means. And I, was, I, I, I did see that part before I knew about the heel turn. And I was like, oh, he's in his past in NXT. I'm like, oh, that the past is he was the leader of the Bullock Club yeah. when, when he had his big heel turn in New Japan. So maybe that's, you know, obviously they're going that route. Obviously they have a certain end game for it. 
but it's just I just don't know how much they're going to. I mean, maybe because he's wrestling Gargano, maybe that's why they'll boom. But he's just he's one of those guys that's so good, he's kind of be tough to boom. Yeah. Which kind of like when Ciampa was here. The opening segment of Raw, Ric Flair comes out, right? Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the last guy that's going. He cuts a really funny promo, the classic Flair promo. And he's talking about the last guy on his team. And I'm like, I wonder who's this going to be? But he's not mentioning it. He's building this person up. I said, Boy, Flair's done a good job building this guy up. Like, I'm like, you know, what? What disappointing? Like, what thing is it going to happen here? And it was Drew McIntyre. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. McIntyre's going to get a big rub from Ric Flair. It's rightfully deserved. Rightfully deserves. I think he, he, they think they messed up by not putting him over Roman at WrestleMania, yeah, and then too. sticking the rocket up to him that way. So then Ricochet comes out. And they have a match. By the time the match ended, it was eight thirty-three. So they gave between the Flair segment and the match over half an hour, wow. and, I, and it was great. And I thought it was great. And I'm like, that, that's a great way to build them up. Yeah, definitely. So that's and, my and, and well, we'll go back to AW next week. The Winners of the tag team titles will be presented the belts by the Rock and Roll Express. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I know. You sent me that. Like, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I like everyone saying, well, do they challenge them now? Because the Rock and Roll Express is still active. I would say they Fair. do. They probably do something. Or maybe they set up a, a big eight man or something. Who knows? Very active, sir. Yeah. Very active, yeah. those Rock and Roll Express. So... But I, I get raw. I heard there was no women on Raw, but I thought some of them were down in Australia for a tour, and then Becky was somewhere else. So it was a, a rare show with no women's matches. How about that? Yeah. Other than that, I didn't really hear anything too impressive out of Raw. So I was like, oh, I know Street Profits are in the main event, so good for them. But I mean, ugh, three hours of Raw is a lot to a lot to get through. <laughs> it it doesn't fly by like NWA Power does. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tell me about NWA Power. Is this week three? Yeah, this is this, this is week three of NWA Power, 605 on YouTube or Facebook, and then yeah, watch it whenever you want. So it it starts off, and it's just Jim Cornette, and the other guy's name is Joe Galley, and then Eddie Kings just immediately comes, interrupts him, and says that he wants a, he wants to fight the Dawsons, who the week prior interrupted uh, Eddie Kingston in the Homicide's tag title match against uh, the Wildcards, I believe their name is. And they, they ruined it, so now Eddie wants to fight the Dawson. So he was cutting a great promo. And one of the things on this episode that was surprising was uh, how much comedy was on it. Because you think NWA is, like, super serious? But even back in the day, you had, you know, Boogie Woogie, Jimmy Valiant, and you had a lot of goofiness on NWA. So they kind of brought that back. So there's a lot, a lot of uh, humor in this. Like, Eddie Kingston would even say something funny, and then, like, Jim Cornette started saying something. He's like, what? Who wants to see it? He's like, don't steal my heat, Jim. And I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so... He came out, and then the first match was, that, well, they said they challenged the Dawsons to a match later that night. Uh, they had a, a girls' match, and it was uh, Marty Bell, who I'd never seen before, versus Crystal Rose, who she was kind of the, the jobber. Marty Bell looked good. Crystal Rose looked good, too. The winner, Marty, won with, um, I forget what her finishing move was. But anyway, she was real quiet, and Crystal Rose was like the jobber, but she talked more. And I'm like, the jobber was kind of getting over a little bit more, but hey, maybe that's good. Then I'll bring her back. Marty Bell was, I've seen her a whole bunch in... Uh uh, Shimmer. She okay. Was in the, she was in uh, May Young Classic. Was she in the, the first one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I forget who all. Like, it's been a while. Watch. You yeah. watched a lot of wrestling the last two years. So. Yeah, I watched both May Youngs, and I couldn't tell you who was in half of them. So I read something that was like, uh, Tessa. I was like, I don't remember Tessa being in that. But anyway, so the, then the they had their uh, Dawson's came back out and said that they the, the they'll wrestle anybody, they'll fight anybody except for Eddie Kingston and Homicide. <laughs> Like, oh, I see what they're doing. Then uh, there was uh, a guy named Caleb Conley versus Dan Parker. Dan Parker was the, the job guy. I've never seen this Conley guy before. Apparently he's a 
like very a, good. Yeah, South Carolina guy. But he got hit a moonsault on Conley for the win. It was a good match. Just to get him over. Then they did a thing where Tim Storm comes out and about he lost his uh on the first show, lost his title match. He can't never have another shot at the world title as long as Nick Aldis has it. And then Eli Drake comes. And he's like, oh, you guess Eli Drake's gonna uh, turn heel. And then Eli Drake says, why don't you team up with me? And you can't get a world title shot, but maybe we can get a tag title shot. So setting that up. And then Tim, Tim Storm's like, well, I'll let you know later on tonight. So they do that. But then shocker, Tim Storm comes out. Eli Drake comes out. And then Tim Storm comes out. And they wrestle the Dawsons, who beat up Kicks and Homicide. So they're, they're having the match. The match is going pretty good. But then. Um, what, what happens? That trick, uh, yeah, the Dawsons actually take advantage and you know cheat a little bit, and then they, they win. And then, of course, Eddie Kings and House they come out <laughs> and they brawl. So another good episode of NWA Power. There was two wacky commercials. One was about a bald girl who she's not bald. She just puts invisible cream on her hair to make her hair invisible. <laughs> and these commercials are so 80s. And the other one was some girl, and then it was like real weird music. It said, "Who is the Mark?" <laughs> this is NWA power. I'm like, okay, who is the mark? All of us, I guess. But again, the show was uh, pretty good. There's also an interview segment where Nick Aldis will not let his uh, manager, his insurance policy, Camille, talk. And Joe Galli keeps saying, oh, I'm going to get this uh, this interview with her. And he goes, go ahead, talk to her. And of course, she didn't say anything again. So they're building that up. Who knows what they're going to do there. And there was also a, a promo with the former Damien Sandow. His name is Aaron Stevens now. And he showed a clip of his new movie called... Um, tropical pirates and it was him like looking at a girl and he said like one short line and that was it it was like a boat an ocean and it was just saying like i can't believe that and that was it he's like look at that look at this movie so he's one of the comedy characters and super over the top so it was another very entertaining episode of nwa power and it flies by and they also had a, a little promo for thunder rosa and something there was another promo for somebody else but i forget who it was but anyway it's very entertaining it's only an hour it flies by i, I love it <laughs> And, He's loving it. Yeah, then Rock and Roll Express is still not on yet, so I don't know when they're on. Obviously, they spoiler they win the tag titles at some point. Maybe that's the last episode of this taping. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, so but I, I recommend it to everybody. It's just it's very easy to watch wrestling. And good wrestling. There's a lot of good yes. wrestling out there, and uh, you know, obviously the NWA is having a resurgence. And speaking of resurgence, if my portion of the segment, Impact Wrestling. They did have their WrestleMania-style show this past week of Bound for Glory. I was able to watch a, a decent amount of it, and their weekly show on Tuesday was basically kind of a recap of everything that happened throughout the year because next week is going to be their first live show. With uh, And they did a good job of uh, 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 setting it up. They basically almost had like a primetime wrestling studio-style show with Jonathan Matthews and uh, Chris Moore, excuse me, Scott Demore basically running down where you know where they're going and they basically show clips from some of the big shows the big angles that happened now as far as the bomb for glory i'll start right out with the main event it was sammy callahan versus brian cage mm -hmm. now brian cage is basically doing um what they call like this wolverine yeah and it's kind of yeah it's basically almost like a wolverine uh you know basic gimmick he has the mutton chops like wolverine and his finisher is basically kind of like the falcon arrow but almost kind of like the steiner screwdriver yeah, the drill claw right it's called it yeah it calls it the drill claw yeah so what happened was They've been building this match up with now Brian Cage and Melissa Santos. Melissa Santos is the ring announcer in Lucha Underground. They have a kid together and are married, and they got married recently, so they were doing the wedding angle on TV a few weeks ago. And of course, oh, the wedding angle never goes as planned, you know, in wrestling. So Sammy Callahan obviously comes down for the wedding, yada, yada, yada. So what? Before the match starts, they take this promo. But Sammy Callahan kind of like by himself, it's almost like, like he's in his closet. 
and he's like, I'm gonna be real. He goes, you guys want me to be real? I always talk about that whole, I'm like, the realest guy in pro wrestling, I'm gonna be real. And he starts talking about all these dashly things he's done since he's been in Impact. Uh, in Impact. It's like, I never meant to take Eddie Edwards' eyes. I never meant, and they show up what he did with Eddie. They show a clip of Eddie. He goes, I never meant to disrespect Lucha Libre by what I did with Pentagon. They show him trying to rip off Pentagon's mask. He's like, I never meant to do this to Tessa. I never meant to ruin Brian Cage and Melissa's wedding. He goes, I just, every time that I try to get accepted, I take two or three steps back. He's like, but this is just, it's just who I am. I'm mm. trying to get in your head. And I, yeah, that was very, very well done. Sammy Callahan is not only fantastic for us, he's a great promo and a great character. So because of all this stuff going on, they made this match no DQ. Now it's in Chicago. It's in the Odeon where ECW used to run. I think the biggest house ECW ever drew was like 5100 at Anarchy Rules. I think that's the one where uh, Mike Awesome came back and uh, won the title. Okay. So I, I could be wrong. I think that I think that was it. But I know I'm gonna call the Odeon in Chicago. I said okay. So I figured the crowd was into it, but nowhere near as hot as I thought they would. Be. So what happens is and again it's no DQ. So. Brian Cage comes out dressed as Weapon X. Yeah, I see the picture of that. Yeah, yeah, he had that. He had the whole gimmick, and he had the claws. So the match starts hot, you know, as well as it should because they had they had this feud going. So Callahan gets busted open with Cage biting him. Cage grabs the Wolverine claw and slices Sammy's head open with it. Oh man. Yeah. So then they do this other spot. Obviously, Sammy's one of Sammy's finishers. He does the cactus pile drive. He calls it the cactus special. They get a guardrail. And they bridge it on the outside in between the steps, and Brian Cage eats the pile driver there. Mm. So yeah, they do a lot, of, a lot of hard, and as well as it, this, is, this is obviously what it needs to be because of the way it was built. I'm like, man, this stuff's insane. It's really good. It's real well paced. Psychology makes sense. They're building everything up, and the crowd is standing up, but they're really not making any noise. I just, I just, this is really weird. So eventually, they, you know, they're doing all these crazy things, and then Sammy gets out the thumbtacks. Brian Cage takes the pile driver into the thumbtacks kicks out at one, right? Wow. So he kicks out a Sammy's finisher in the thumbtacks and one. I thought, what a way to get Brian Cage over. He hits up the power, hits up a power, pop a power bomb into the drill claw into the thumbtacks, which he's really not taking because Cage is basically taking all of it. Gets the three count, Melissa Santos comes down and, you know, they celebrate together. That's a great way, a great match to end, you know, their big show. And the crowd, like I said, was into it, but nowhere near as I thought they would be popping for it. Hmm. I just don't know, especially Chicago, the Odium, it was a great match. It did. The build was terrific. Maybe they were burned and out? I don't know, was the show I think I think it could have been, sir, because let me tell you about the other two matches that I watched. Oh, well, you yeah, Ladder, yeah. Ladder match was fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard that. Crazy spots. Because, you know, and obviously the big thing coming out of the ladder match was uh, our buddy Ace Austin. Yeah, wins the next time. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, good for him. And I heard, I seen the one clip of AC Romero. Falling off the ladder, he tries to step on the rope and like doesn't. He's just oh, pretty lucky he was all right. And he went through a table, obviously. But yeah, it was crazy. And Tessa was the one to pick up the ladder to knock Big AC off the ladder. So that was cool. Now I heard the match was really good. The ladder match. Yes, and however, the best match I haven't seen the whole show, but I've seen basically the you know the big matches. Best match of the night was the match that I wanted to see the most. It did not disappoint. Michael Elgin versus Jimmy Chavo. Okay. Now obviously I don't want to talk bad about anybody or anything, and I love the fact that Impact doing so well and we have friends of ours that are working there and they're bringing in a legend like Marafuji but when Marafuji came out they misspelled his name wrong on the graphic I heard that yeah, yeah. it's like ah <laughs> like, like I understand some Japanese names are hard but you want to double check that right like you know yeah. I mean there's some guys with American names and Polish names that are really hard You're like how do you spell that so like Zabisco right there yeah 
Yeah. And, and the thing with Japanese, anytime you hear someone's name, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. They don't have any phonetic, like, you know, uh, crazy names like, like in, in English. It's always like, it's Mara Fuji, so just break it down. Mara Fuji. There you go. So, I guess they didn't know that. So, of course, the match was great. Tons of moves. Everything was well fit. The way Mara Fuji paced himself and the way that he, you know, he made Elgin look like a monster. Not that Elgin needs any help with it. The match was absolutely terrific. And it ended with the burning hammer. Elgin, Mara just kept kicking out of all the Elgin's versions of his power bomb, so eventually hit him with the old burning hammer, which he did a handful of times when he was a new Japan. Mm-hmm. So. And then someone said that uh, maybe he did that to kind of stick it to Marafuji because he's going to go over to Noah to do some stuff because that was Kenta's, well, not Kenta Kobashi's finisher, and then he trained Marafuji, right? Yes, he did. To, yeah, so they was like, oh, that's yeah. a really uh, a little deep, deeper cut, so maybe they have a story for Elgin and, and Noah then. Yeah, because on November second, he's they're doing a uh, a new title. I think the national title for Noah. The uh, they're just having like a one-off match. Where it's going to be Elgin and the longest reigning uh, GHC champion of all time, uh, uh, Segura. Oh, okay. So that shows loaded. It's Marufuji versus Muda, which obviously you know Muda is what it is. But I still think I think that's match will be a lot better than people think. And of course, the main yeah, event attraction. Pro- yeah, the main event's the top two guys in the company. Uh, obviously, you have. Kato Kimura, who's basically their guy, 22, 23 years old, just an absolute stud, fantastic in the ring versus the winner of the the N1, which was uh, Kino. Yeah, that's really pretty good. Yeah, that's that's. You look at that card; that's one of the most loaded shows Noah's had in the last five or six years. So I hope they hit a home run. Yeah, me too. That's going to be a busy day, sir. Because there's that. There's obviously we have the uh, Dream Tag match that day with us, and then for all the MMA fans, the uh, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal fight, which as of this time yesterday, it was off, and now it's back on. Yeah. Because they say Nate Diaz supposedly tested positive some sort of substance, but then they said that substance is, from what I just read maybe about an hour before I recorded, that substance is in, like, most proteins that you can buy over the counter. Okay, so, so they it's just like, gonna... I don't know, man. Hmm. Oh, boy. But oh. The, the, the finish, so basically, they you know, that was bound for glory. And, but to finish the impact segment, two more, there's two more things I want to talk about. So I can't share the moves? <laughs> Ken Shamrock, no, I, I, I did, you know, I did see Ken Shamrock and Moose, and just, it seemed like their timing was off, it seemed like their ring position yeah, was off. Yeah, that's what Shamrock's I heard. Still, Shamrock looks great. great. Yeah, he, he does look great. And they said maybe, maybe a little too long, and, and maybe Moose wasn't the person to carry Ken Shamrock through a match in 2019. But I think it was just a showcase, just to kind of get Moose over. So we'll see, yeah. hopefully they bring him back. Hopefully they bring him back, he looks great, he's got a passion for it, so. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens there. But now, they were doing, like, on the Impact show on Tuesday, they were doing like little backstage uh, interview segments where like they had interviewed Ty about bring this person, that person. So they had Jimmy Jacobs interviewing Johnny Swinger for some reason. I don't know why. But Swinger starts, so he's, so he's talking about, oh, Johnny Swinger pulled on this, on that, and I'm here to help all the young kids out. And he's like, okay, do you have a, why don't you plug your social media? Like, social media is like, where can people get a hold of you? He goes, oh, he's like, send me $29.99, I'll send you an 8x10, the PO box. Like, I'm like, oh my God, so classy. He's like, you know what? He's like, I'm gonna do so well in here. Cause I think I'm gonna change my name to Johnny Impact. Now, as you probably know, John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny Nitro, whatever you want to call him, has uh, has re-signed with the WWE. So Jimmy Jacobs goes, we already had some guy by the name of Johnny Impact. <laughs> really? He's like, sounds like something. He goes, I bet he was some sort of job guy. I'm like, oh, oh man. <laughs> that's funny. But the uh, the segment, the, the one of the, the segment that they set up for the main event for their first show. So Brian Cage comes out to like the control center. Talking about his match, and then Sammy Callahan comes out, and he's just like, "Wow, look at this! This is great! This is great!" Cage goes, "Sammy, what do you want?" 
Like, I'm just here to congratulate you that you're going to give me my rematch for the uh, Impact title on the first episode, uh, the first Access TV show next week. He goes, why would I do that? He goes, I beat you. Clean in the middle. Like, I destroyed you. I pushed you to the thumbtacks. Why would I do that? He goes, oh, I'll tell you why. And he basically takes out his phone and he shows uh, all the other guys of OVE. Uh, Madman Fulton uh, and the Chris brothers are out front of Cage's house. And he's like, we know your wife's there alone with your brand new baby daughter. So he's like, if you don't give me my rematch, he's just like, I'll call the dogs off. And Cage grabs Sammy by his neck. And Sammy's perfect. You can tell Cage is kind of like memorizing lines. He's not by no means bad. But it's it's just pretty good. You guys are memorizing lines where Callahan's playing a character. And he's so good. He's like, go ahead, Brian, break my neck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, break my neck. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Then they, they wind up making a steel cage match. So I think that's brilliant that they're they, that they're continuing this feud. And the main event of the first Access TV show is these two guys. You have their champion that they've been pushing really really well the last six seven months versus like their best character, their most over heel, their best promo guy in a cage match. So I think that's brilliant. yeah. Why not? You know, especially the first. Now, I don't know. Is the show gonna be live? I think so. I, I could be right. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I think it is too, but I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah. Well, but, I mean, they got to come out with an awesome show. I think it's Ace Austin versus Rich Swan too, if I see the graphic correctly. Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards. Oh, Eddie Edwards, okay. Be- even better. Yeah, even there you go. That's, that should be good. i seen there was another match announced, but I have no idea who's in it at all. But I'm sure Tessa will be on there because she's, like, one of their big stars. Or arguably well, the biggest. He, now, yeah, now here's the thing. They're saying that Tessa supposedly her contract expired I, at, the, at, the end of the, at the end of the month. I seen that, and then someone said it, it's not true, so I don't I don't know. But, I mean, if her contract expires, you got to think they're the AEW will both be after her, right? I mean, come on. We'll be throwing money at her like crazy. I think that it's just got to go I would love to see her in WWE just because of this. I think there's more dream matches. There's more dream matches. There's better matchups, and they're going to pay her pretty much whatever she wants. Yeah. So that's what I think she'll go. Let's say AEW throws money. Maybe she wants to go there because Tully's there. I mean, not, not, you know, not that he's a huge role there, but it, it, you never know. But I'm, I'm sure she'll have a great offer from both. But I, I don't see her staying in Impact. I can't, can't see that. No, I don't. I mean, not unless they they give her a whole bunch of money and a whole, you know, depending. I mean, but I I just think that there. I mean, there's the Vince and everybody like they've had their eye on her for a long time. And the fact that she's just so over, I think she could do so much more. Oh, yeah. With, you know, with a Becky, with a Charlotte, with an Oscar, with uh, a Sasha, a Bailey, you mm-hmm. know, Yachty, so on and so on and so on and so on. I think that, I think she'd be best suited to the women's division. I mean, I know the cool thing is the crap on WWE, but they have the best women's division in the world. I think it's even better than Stardom. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do. I mean, they don't focus on everybody, but they, they really have some, some great women, especially if you have the NXT women, too. And AEW's is a little light, so that's why if Tessa went to AEW, that's that's a huge score for them because they could really use some more big names. They would just build, they just build around her. Yeah, which had hey, no problem, you know. But I want to give her the title right away. I was saying to my friend, like if she went there, I'd have her come in and then feud with somebody first. Uh, maybe just maybe uh, B Priestley, and then have her feud with Nyla, and then she goes after the title. Like don't give it to her right away. Have her work for her a little bit. It's a possibility, sir. So yeah, I don't you know, never what know. Happens. It's exciting. I mean, even if she stays with. With, uh, with Impact, obviously there's, she's working with a lot of the guys there, you know, as well as the females, so yeah. they have no problem. I mean, they put it on the main event of their anniversary show, her and Sammy Callahan had an absolutely delivered, so sky's the limit for Tessa Blanchard. Oh, also, they, Eddie Edwards won some sort of battle royal where he basically, it's almost like money in the bank, he can call his shot, he can go after whatever title he wants. Okay. And supposedly there's rumors saying that he's going to go after the Noah title. Really? The Impact title, so I'm like, 
That'd be a lot cool because he was the first and I think the only American wrestler to win the GHG Heavyweight Championship. Oh, how about that? I, I did not know that. Wow. So the only thing is, I, if, if that's decided that's what he decides he wants to do, which I'm all for, he, he's basically been like a hardcore wrestler the last like year and a half. Like hopefully he like he just comes out in jeans and like a cut off shirt. Hopefully he like goes back to the tights and becomes like a, a solid wrestler. Yeah, I think you probably have to for if you're gonna go to Noah. But I'm glad that Impact Noah have the working relationship. You know, everyone benefits yeah. when you do a working relationship. Yeah, that's what it seems. I thought MLW had it, but suppose I was just actually just listening to Core Bauer on Jericho's Jericho Yeah, I listened to that t- today too. Saying, yeah, he was saying that. He's trying to have an open relationship with everybody. He said, you know, when he talks to Tony Khan, he's like, Tony Khan is so nice. He's like, he's even nicer than me. Yeah. Like, I try to be super nice. He's like, he's the nicest guy. Jericho's like, yeah, you're not wrong there. He's like, I'm trying to have a working relationship with as many companies as possible. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's an open door policy that Noah's working with Impact and MLW, which I'm all for because I champion how great Noah is on this podcast all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it too. Especially... So. Like AW New Japan, I think that's the one that they really need to get together and make. And now with the New Japan of USA, as they call it, New Japan Pro Wrestling of America, that's coming out. Like, who knows what's gonna happen with that? Yeah, who knows? Hopefully, they'll be using some American talent. Yeah, wait, wait, New yeah, Japan. yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take one of them contracts, please. <laughs> um, yeah, but that'd be cool. I mean, they're gonna run all different cities in the U.S. So, and they're going to have a home base in L.A., I think it is, where the dojo is that, that Shibata's running. So, and, and they said they're going to run both. They won't do, like, you won't have a New Japan proper show the same day as a New Japan America show. But uh, they said, it, you know, maybe eventually when they're, when they're really doing hot, two house shows. But not big shows, obviously. So, I'm lo- looking forward to that. And it's more wrestling, more good wrestling. So it'll be well, cool. Keep giving it to us. Yeah. Keep giving it to us. Yeah, I mean, it, what what a year. 2020 is going to be really the, the pro wrestling boom. It's unbelievable. Thank God for the internet. So yeah, boxes, ain't. You know? Yeah, because back in the day, it was like, yeah, they're running a video. <laughs> yeah, or you'd have to. With ECW, I remember staying up sometimes at 12, 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Record it, yeah. Yeah, or, or if you had that fancy VCR, you could set the time, you'd record it, and watch the next day. <laughs> And it's, it's, so, it's so much better now just to go on, go on YouTube or go on whatever streaming app like New Japan. There it is. You young punks don't know. Yeah. Okada and Omega have no idea we had to do it. We're waiting for a Misawa Kabashi match to happen. We had to wait like three months. Yeah, I was going to say three or four months later. And then get on like a fourth generation VCR where it's like it's scrambled and you can't hear it next to any commentary. And the commentary you can't hear is in Japanese. You guys, you guys have no luck you are. You're so lucky when we watch the Wrestle Kingdom live on your phone. I know. Anytime you want, you know. That's, that's insane. If I was 14 and had access to all the wrestling I do now, man, I would have been able to watch so much. It just blows, it blows your mind when you think about it. Yeah. It's more now, so. Alright, so let's go. We're, we're running long, as we always do. Yeah. Um, let's go to what we read this past week. Okay, I didn't pick up my books, so you can go first. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't going to go last weekend, but I have a busy weekend, so maybe Sunday. If not, I, I don't I don't know when. <laughs> get to it when you get to it. Yeah, get to it. I didn't get a chance to read everything because I was busy yesterday, but did knock out quite a few books. I'm trying to get caught up. But all right, here we go. I'm kind of going to run through this. I kind of know what you read, so I'm not going to spoil too much. Okay. Crazy Mary Jane was a B plus. It was a fun issue. Basically, where Mary Jane and Spider-Man left off in the Spider-Man book was Mary Jane was going to Hollywood because her agent said we found the perfect script for you and the perfect script is a biopic of uh, Spider-Man's life oh, so cool. yeah it's basically real, a whole bunch of funny stuff and who's writing that you know um, it's somebody that I don't know and I don't have the comment okay. so 
I'm not going to continue on it just because it was a fun issue, but I'm reading too much. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's ongoing. I, I would assume it's only like a miniseries, but maybe it is ongoing. I picked up the first one. I, I told my shop to pull it because they have the video of like what's new. And I got a, a cool variant. It, it might be an art germ one. So I, I will read it, but I don't know if I'm going to get on. Especially if it's an ongoing, like it's going to go for 20-some issues. I don't think I need that. Yeah, just the first issue. Yeah. The first issue was fun. So, uh, like I said, it was, it was a fun issue. Uh, Spider-Man, B-plus. Miguel O'Hare has fell, fallen from 2099. And remember, we keep talking about that. They're going to solicit the 2099 characters back into the universe. Well, mm-hmm. here it is, right here. So, it's like next to no Peter Parker in this. So, basically, Miguel O'Hare has fallen from 2099. And having he's having flashbacks after he fell. It's almost like a post-concept syndrome of the entire 2099 universe. So, he's seeing Punisher 2099, X-Men 2099... Doom 2099. It's like, oh, here it, here it comes. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, that was, it was fun. Valkyrie, Jane Foster, just another A+. Um, wow. You're getting this book, correct? Yes. Oh, I won't spoil it too much, but basically we find, obviously Bullseye was the big bad in the first few issues, so as you know, Bullseye doesn't do anything for free, so we find out who hired Bullseye to try to take out Jane Foster and Heimdall, so... Not gonna tell you who it is. No, oh, okay. And then once you find out who that person is, then there's uh, a, a baby face that basically enters the fight. So you will thoroughly enjoy it. Action Comics, I thoroughly enjoy this. A minus. Naomi wants to help Superman fight the Red Cloud, and the Red, cause the Red Cloud is beating up Superman, and so she goes the only person that she knows that can find a weakness on anybody, and it's Batman. Mm. So she basically goes to him. And she's just like, I need. I need to help Superman fight this fight because I don't think he's going to win. He can't find a weakness. Nobody can. We think you can. So this is a good cliffhanger. Speaking of really good cliffhangers, there's always Flash. This is another a, solid A issue. Uh, well, not Wally. Barry has to travel uh, to the future to get future Wally to fix the Speed Force. See, remember, Wally knows the Speed Force better than anybody. So as he fixes the Speed Force... It tricks Black Flash into only seeing one Flash. Oh. So, yeah, so I won't ruin that for you as I know you're reading that yeah, as well. Yeah, Black Flash is going around trying to... Uh, everyone's slowing down the Speed Force, so he's going like almost as like a, an antibody. So if he eliminates the problems, then the Speed Force won't be broken. Yeah, so I thought that was... I thought, like, oh, no one ever tackled that before by fixing the Speed Force to kind of trick some of the uh, some of the other speedsters. So I'm like, oh, that was a really... Joshua Williams to the Giddish absolutely home run we met him at comic con i told him your run is it, it ranks right up there with, with the way to john stuff like yeah. absolutely love what he's doing there wonder woman a minus uh atlanteans find steve trevor who's in the ocean because remember he wants something to do with diana and basically tells steve like you know diana keeps losing these fights and she can't heal because she's missing the one thing from her and that's love yeah so he took he, off at the end of the last issue yeah, so she basically tells Steve, like, you need to, you need to come back. She, she misses you. She loves you. She needs you. She needs you in her life, a la Elizabeth and Macho Man. Yeah. Each other, so. Elizabeth. Again, I, won't, I won't go too, too far that. And I actually, for Comic of the Week, sir, I have a tie. No. Oh. And it's I, a Jason aaron I was going to say. Avengers. Okay. A, a, by three A-pluses this week. So Valkyrie was valuing uh, in Jason Aaron. Yeah. Half. So, A++ is Avengers, oh. Jason Aaron. Challenge of the Ghost Riders finale is you have your three-way dance of Robbie versus Frank Castle versus Johnny Blaze, and they basically are racing through hell, and there's an epic, like, five- or six-page uh, panel fight of Thor and Ghost Rider. Ooh. And I and as I'm, as I'm reading in my head, I just can't get out 
the Ghost Rider's voice from Marvel vs. Capcom 3 <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth's voice. And I, as I read those few panels with the fight, that's how I was reading it. It just made it so much cool. And I had to go back and reread it. <laughs> and, and, and after I got done reading this issue, I want to see Jason Aaron write a solo Cap book because he, Cap is only in this thing for like three or four panels, but he nails like really? the Captain, like Brubaker style. Like obviously for Joe Simon, because yeah, he's the creator of, of Captain America. Nails Captain those four wow. Just like he did and with Spider Man in the uh, Lord of the Realms. It's like, wow, yeah. he really knows how to write Spider Man. Yeah, but when you're reading this, pay special attention to those two things it's the fight with Thor and Ghost Rider, and just a little bit, the, the few lines that Cap gets. I, I, thought, I thought those little things was, were great. And of course, my other A plus, King Thor, this is issue two. Uh, Gore turns on Loki, which you know that was going to happen. Thor gets his hammer back, which you know was going to happen. And uh, basically, the enemy of my, my enemy is my friend, and Thor and Loki decide to team up and try to work together to take out the God Butcher, mm. which you probably were going to figure out was going to happen. I'm not going to fill in the blanks. You, will, you, will, you can fill out the rest of the narrative. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Sounds, sounds like some good books this week. Uh, obviously, I didn't get mine. You know what else? I, I skipped on that Joker and Harley Criminal Minds book. I was looking at the art. There's like a couple different arts. And Nicole Scott art is really nice, but I was like, it doesn't look that interesting. And for $7.99 and what's going for 10 issues, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll make nine. And then I skipped that one. So I didn't pick that one up. Um, still not, I love the first issue, but I so, just so much, man. She's trying to, yeah. trying to come back. But who knows? We make this sweet t-shirt money that it looks like we're going to make. Yeah. Then, 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 hey, we buy all the books. <laughs> But so I'll, I'll get right into some news since I didn't read anything. Just but, been catching up. Uh, I seen this today. I was like, oh, I don't know, another book, but it's only a four issue miniseries, and it's called X Men Fantastic Four, and it's gonna be all about Franklin Richards, how he's a mutant, and Cyclops wants him to come live on Krakoa because that's where all the X Men live now. And then obviously Reed and Sue and Johnny and Ben do not want him to leave. So four issues written by Chip Zdarsky and art by uh, Terry Dotson. So I'm all for it. Four issues. Hey. It comes out in February. I was like, I'm gonna pick that up. So it's in, easy to remember. X Men Fantastic Four. What's it about? X Men Fantastic Four. So that makes sense. Yeah. So um, there was a book before, but I think it was Ultimate. I have like two issues of like Ultimate X Men Fantastic Four. It's called X Four. I never read it because I picked it up like in a dollar bin. I saw oh, this is cool, and I just never got all of it. So I seen that uh, Batman and Catwoman has been pushed back. It was supposed to come out in January 2020. And it's been now pushed back even more. So it's like, ugh. So I don't know when it's scheduled for now. I don't think they they, they, they have not announced the date when to expect Batman and Catwoman book. So next year, sometime. Now here's, do you think we get Batman Catwoman first? Or do we get that final issue of uh, Doomsday Clock? Doomsday, supposedly. Because that's supposed to come out next month. December. Yeah, already in December. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> or do they add an issue? Be like, oh, we're gonna do both a bonus thirteenth issue. Like, uh, no, no, thank you. Um, this is comic news, but uh, Cloak and Dagger was canceled. I didn't watch any of it. I heard it was. Oh, I thought, all right. I thought it was a very, very good show. I think it only made what two seasons, so it's a shame. Yeah. They're doing a new book. Um, Becky Cloonan is going to write another Conan book, and the girl's name is Dark Agnes. I'm like, that's awful close to Red Sonia, and she's red-haired. So if she's short red-haired, it's supposed to be like a pirate. I have no idea anything about this character. I was like, Becky Cloonan's a good writer. I don't know if I want to pick that up. The, the Valeria book, the Conan Valeria book is good, but I don't know about that one. Um, Marvel's going to bring back giant-sized X-Men for Jonathan Hickman, but only as one-shots, and the first issue is going to f- focus on Jean Grey and Emma Frost. So I guess it's Cyclops' ex-girlfriends in that book, but I'm probably going to pick that up. 
because Jonathan Hickman was writing, writing X-Men right now. And I did read X-Men 1, Uncanny. I thought it was good, but it's kind of just setting stuff up, so it's not must-read yet. Very Hickman-like. Yes. Very Hickman-like with the first issue underwhelmed. Just like, just wait for it. Wait, why time you get to issue three yeah. or four? Like, ah, but it, right. it wasn't bad by any means, I, but I did like it. And oh, the, the inside art for this uh, Giant Size X-Men, Russell Dodderman. So I'm like, oh, I've got to get that. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he did all right in a book called Thor. Just a little, you know, a little bit. Uh, as I go through the news here, uh, the X-Men Fantastic Four. I think that's about it for the big news. I know there's that, did you see that new Iron Man image where he has like gears for shoulders and they're teasing a new Iron Man, but there's not too much on it yet? Did you see I did not see. Yeah, so it's like he has like big gears for shoulders and they're saying how it might not be uh, Tony Stark. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So let's see what's going on there. Uh, Maxwell Lord is going to be in Wonder Woman 1984, the second Wonder Woman movie. Obviously. Really? Yeah, he was the one that Wonder Woman killed when she snapped his neck at the end of, what, was it 52? Yep. Yeah, I see. So that's pretty cool that they put him in there. So he's he's in there, and then Cheetah, and then who knows who else is in there as well. And as I go through the... I've seen the, the image of uh, Spider-Man becomes the new Immortal Hulk. I guess this is some type of... Uh, I don't know if it's a variant or something, but it's a Hulk with a Spidey suit on. I was like, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't buy that book, but for a variant or something, kind of cool. Um... I think it, yeah, it's just a... Uh, oh, no, it's actually called Immortal Hulk Greater Power, written by Tom Taylor, well, not bad, an artist, Jorge Molina, and follows Spider-Man as he assumes the power and responsibility of being the Immortal Hulk. Obviously, this is a one-shot, but that's not a bad one-shot. Uh, There's something else here i seen that looked pretty... I forget what it was here. You know, Marvel Zombies Resurrection, so Marvel Zombies is coming back. I, the first one was good, but then after that, I was like, yeah, and I kind of lost the uh, lost, uh, interest in Marvel Zombies. Marvel's Invader title coming to an end, but writers, writers hopeful to, for another one. I, I haven't been reading Inv- Invaders. I bought one issue a couple years ago, and it was all right, but again, just so much out there that's like, I don't I don't need an, an Invaders book on top of uh, Avengers and everything else and X-Men, so... I think that's about it for news. I would say, like I said, I got the Wonder Woman blood... Blood Ties, Blood whatever movie, but I didn't get to watch it yet. So next week, I'll talk about that. That's about it for comic news that I've seen. It's kind of light in the comic news this week. And obviously, I didn't read anything, so I've just been catching up. Like I've been catching up on Flash. I read, got fully caught on Harley Quinn, which is good. And here's something. Her, her mom dies of cancer in the book, <laughs> and they do not bring her back. I was like, oh, that's little. But then they do a whole thing where she's like, no, it's my time to go. And uh, Harley's like, oh, okay. And then like... Uh, they think everything's gonna be back to normal, and then her friend she has like her whole group that that's in Coney Island. And they're like, "Is everything back to normal, Harley?" She's like, "Yep, everything's gonna be easy peasy." And then she splits. So and then it says, "Next Harley on the road." So it's like, "Oh boy!" So it, Harley's been pretty good. And the art's been really good in Harley Quinn. I forget who's been doing it, but I was like, "Man, this art is awesome." So and I don't know, Marauders came out. I went to read that, and then I think another X Men book, a new one. Maybe, maybe next week it is. Oh, yeah, Uncanny came out, and then Marauders, and then next week it's. Uh, Fallen Angels or X-Force or something. So I'm getting getting them all at first just to see except for um, New Mutants because I don't really care about New Mutants. But other than that, that that's about it for, for comics for this week from, from my side of it anyway. Well, there you go, folks. Mm-hmm. We jammed a whole bunch in there for you. I think uh, if we want to take it home, get to the top five? or Yeah, might as well here. Um, so I, I had to think one. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think of one. But I thought of, of, a, of a good one. And it was, what movies would you like to see may be made about video game characters? I know a lot of video game movies are usually crappy, 
But if you had your choice, and you could pick one if it was a crappy one and you want to see it redone, you, you could pick that as well. So what Number video games would you like to see turned into a movie? Hands down, gotta be God of War. Yeah, I, I, I need yeah. a Kratos movie. So let's do that now. I've never seen, or I've never really played the games before, but you always swear by them. Uh, Uncharted, because that Nathan oh, yeah. characters. Yeah, I didn't cool. think of that. I would like to see a Mega Man movie. Oh, I don't know wow. how they would do that, but hey, it's Mega Man. I, I'd like to see that. I like to see Castlevania. I know they had kind of have like the Netflix show, but I like to see Castlevania. Yeah, uh, like a live action with real people. I'm a big fan. Uh, I think the Tomb Raider movies, both of them for uh, video game movies, are both are pretty good. So I'm not going to say Tomb Raider. Let's go with. Uh, well, I guess this is going to just for an excuse to take Lily to the movies. I know that the movies should be coming out probably next year. But Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. My five. There you go. So my mine, I, I'm gonna agree with God of War, especially if you do the new one or God of War four with a boy. <laughs> uh, boy. With, I, oh, I forget his name. I know. I'll spoil it. Loki. Atreus. Yeah, yeah, Atreus. Yeah. Um, and then I agree with Castlevania. I wanted like to see a, a live action, like high gothic adventure of Castlevania. That'd be sweet. I'm gonna go with Devil May Cry. I think that'd be pretty oh, cool. Oh yeah. my God! How did I not say that? Yeah, with That's uh, great. with not not so much Nero, more Dante. You put Nero on too, and I still have not bought five yet. But and then I'm gonna go with Metroid. I want to see Samus Aran do the highest flight space movie. You know, so killing aliens. But it's Samus Aran. And then last but not least, I'm gonna go with a a live action Zelda. I think that'd be pretty cool if you do it like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, you're gonna say that's gonna be a big seller. Yeah. Good. I, I would have said Resident good. Evil, but they made them already. But hey, remake it again. But make it about the game, please. Absolutely. So that was a good one. That was something a little different. Yeah. I would do something a little different. I used to do music or comics or uh, obviously wrestling. Do something a little different. I'm gonna talk about food. So Andy had it. We got the holidays obviously coming up. We're, we got Halloween next week, and we're less than uh, we're about two months away from Christmas. So with these three holidays coming up, give me your five holiday foods or drinks that you like oh, to indulge in. Okay. Uh, you know, like for example, like Thanksgiving, you have turkey, which by, for, by all means you can use You go right ahead. What uh, what five things you like to indulge in okay. now and you, New Year? You know what I like? My mom it makes them and my grandma used to make them. Uh, the green bean casserole. I really oh. love that. Yeah, yeah, with the with the onions and stuff in it. It's like it's like gravy and green beans, so I'm not say that. We'll say turkey, we'll say ham. Um I mean, I'm trying to encompass all holidays here rather than just Thanksgiving. Uh, I know it might be a Pennsylvania thing, but kielbasa. Love kielbasa or kielbasa. So that's usually Eastern. Uh, there's a local kielbasa place that goes absolutely nuts around the holidays, and you have to wait in line to get kielbasa. So I'll say that. For... Huh, for... Oh, oh. Pumpkin pie that my mom makes. Not store-bought pumpkin pie, but like homemade pumpkin pie. Awesome. And then finally, let's let's go with, um, let's see here. How about, for fall, to stay in fall, uh, fresh apple cider. Really Ooh, good. Yeah, I like it cold. I, I know people like it hot sometimes, but I, I prefer cold. There you go. Well, next time, you got to remind, when you come over next year for Comic-Con, you got to remind Amber, she makes a phenomenal green bean casserole. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, tell her to put that on the menu. <laughs> There it is. Tell her to put it in our snack bag. Yeah. Can you can you pack us a casserole, please? <laughs> she probably would. Uh, mine would be for Thanksgiving. My grandparents always made raviolis. A couple times we'd have turkey, but they always made homemade raviolis. Ooh, that sounds awesome. So that there's that obviously pumpkin pie will go on there. I'm a huge fan of eggnog. Oh, see, so I never cared for it. I'm gonna put the eggnog on there. We will go with. 
anything like a peppermint coffee. I've been leaning off my coffee uh, quite a bit because I've been drinking a lot of uh, BCAs, as you guys know, as I'll be plugging in again. Without peppermint coffee, usually what happens is on Thanksgiving night, uh, Amber starts her shopping. We'll go with my grandparents for a dessert, mm-hmm. and then we go to the local Walmart by my parents' house, and then she falls asleep, and I need to have a peppermint coffee to keep me up for the ride home. <laughs> and then the last thing, and I'm not even being joking about it, but for New Year's, I like to have a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> there you go. See, I try champagne. I uh, don't really care for it. I, you, I would say alcoholic ginger ale. <laughs> That's my kind of... But not, you're not, a, you're not a drinker. I'm no drinker, so what, what do I know? There it is. There yeah. it is. Good That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Right, partner. Let's, uh, I'm going to do my plugs here. Go ahead. One second. Open up your ears. You hear this? Do you know what that is? No. no. I'm, I'm sipping on a little all day you oh. for the rest of this Friday to get my uh, PCAs in to be well rested for tomorrow. You're going to need and it if you want to go to the end of the tournament. That's right, and that's what's going to have weird and go to the end of the tournament, guys, tomorrow night. Probably the big, probably the biggest night since we've been tagging the last three years is we were in the uh, Backlakers Entertainment Tag Tournament. Our first opponent, Sambo Show, those guys always steal the show at PPW, and I believe uh, WXW as well that day were the former tag champs. Yes. So, guys, check us out there. If you guys can't be there live, I know they're going to do the replay on it on uh, Fight TV, but message me if you guys need any info. Message me on the old Instagram and the Twitter, Matt underscore Turner OF. If you guys need anything, if you guys uh, need any BCAAs that I'm drinking, those delicious BCAAs or the pre-workout, or you want to bulk up, it is bulking season to get some creatine, you go over to 5percentnutrition.com, and you enter the code MTurner. I just tried their keto cookies. They were fantastic. I, I seen well, similar cookies at Walmart yesterday, and I was like, oh, how about that? Look at that. Look at that. So, um, yeah, enter the code MTurner. Save yourself some money. So. I'm going to tag my tag partner here, and why don't you finish out episode number 72, sir? All right, episode 72, no name. <laughs> I think we lose, used Boogaloo before, so I have to get something right since uh, 72. But anyway, I probably won't see you because I don't know if I'll have this out in time, so I'm wrestling ACW tonight, but hopefully we'll get a video of me versus Facade up for later. But the big show in Mayfield, PA, at the Falcons and the Backbreakers Entertainment, the, the tag team rolled to the gold to crown the first ever Backbreakers Tag Team Champions. Hopefully we get to that tournament and win the belts because... But to win it, you gotta you gotta win three matches. So it's a, whoever wins it, it's gonna be a long night for those two teams because well, they you know finals gonna be two teams. So that's it. If you wanna find me and hear about this, or if you wanna buy our shirt, which uh, I just got, we'll get today in uh, about half an hour. <laughs> we will have shirts for sale, and you can message me on Facebook or you can message Matt Turner on Facebook, and we will get you a shirt. They're twenty dollars, and hopefully they are as awesome as <laughs> I made them. So, plus shipping. We have yeah, to, we plus have shipping. Yes, shipping. plus shipping. It's probably. probably like five bucks, maybe a little bit less, depending. I know you can get them uh, the flat rate boxes, but I think you can get a flat rate bag too, I'm sure, because it's the shirt, so you don't have to put it in the box. So we'll see. But anyway, if you want a shirt, you're interested, just send us a message, and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram under Andy Header. So, and until next time, when hopefully we are the Backbreakers Tag Team Champions, we will see you later.